Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our special guest this week is a former Outstanding Teen 2013, a former Teen Nebraska 2017, Samantha Washington is on the show. A young lady who has had to come over a lot of adversity, adopted at a young age, competed in dance, cheerleading, and singing, and then competed for two state titles and achieving those goals, and also overcoming several other big accomplishments. If you live in the state of Nebraska or if you just need someone to look up to, you should stay tuned and listen to Samantha's episode. And welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> well, we, we're so excited to have a former double teen title winner. Um, so, Samantha, we um, we really appreciate you coming on the show and, and um, having some time to talk to us. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to talk about everything. So... Um, this is something, um, that I find to be, um, unnormal because usually there's a lot of competition when it comes to, um, the both two systems. Um, did you just happen to really get a head start in the pageantry when you were younger and, um, you just happened to go down the path really early or you, like let, let's just you know i guess let's as i always do let's start at the beginning what mm-hmm. what really drawed you do you have parents that were in pageantry before were you doing um singing dancing were you doing something else that really drew you into pageantry yeah i grew up as a competitive dancer uh, and a competitive cheerleader and a singer so i always loved being on stage and i injured myself cheerleading a piece of my kneecap got chipped off so I was in a wheelchair for about six months and there was nothing I could do, but I had some friends who competed in pageants and it was something that I had always been really interested in. So I begged my mom for about six months to let me compete and she finally agreed. And I remember the first pageant I competed in, I didn't place, I didn't do anything, but I ran off stage crying tears of joy because the friends I had met, the time I got to spend on stage and it was honestly the best weekend of my life. So I just continued from there. So your younger years, you're more dancing, singing, mm-hmm. and doing cheerleading. Now, were you doing competitive cheerleading, or you do co- doing competitions with a f- big team, or were you just on a on a, um, a junior uh, uh, elementary school or middle school or high school team? Yeah, I was a competitive cheerleader for a very long time, and um, I was on a traveling team of. Well, I was on several teams, but usually we had about 25 to 30 girls and guys, and we got to travel the country and do it, so it was really cool. So is that really the bulk of your your young uh, adolescent then? Is that doing cheerleading then? Yeah, both cheerleading and dance were my life growing up, and I think it was really such a turning point when I did injure myself and couldn't do it all of a sudden anymore. Is is dance, like what, what type of dance is you – are you uh, formally trained in? So I was also a competitive dancer. So I trained, I, wow, I did probably 10 classes a day or a week doing ballet, uh, tap, hip hop, jazz, contemporary lyrical. And then I was also on a traveling team with that. So we would travel the country and compete all over. So where's that um, drive come from? Is, was that something that your parents instilled that, 
they wanted you to be part of a group or or did you actually as a young child say I wanted to do dance or cheerleading like how how was how did that come about it absolutely came from my family. Um, I was adopted into a family of very, very driven people. My dad was a um, professional football player in the 90s, and my older sister was always involved in dance and things like that. So from the time I could walk, I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that because my sister was doing it. So they said, okay, you know, when you're old enough to, we'll put you in. So when I turned two, I started dancing, and I didn't stop until I was 20. Okay. And when you say your sister, is she older is yes, she and yeah, is she is, is she also adopted too or is she she's not i'm the only one who's adopted into my family but she's my older sister we're about five years apart so was it more like um in your young years that you were competing with her then uh yes and no only in my own mind <laughs> okay i always wanted to be just like her and we were very similar people growing up, and it's kind of funny because as she got older, she moved to New York, and she's now a boxer, which is something I could never do in a million years. So we kind of started on the same path and went our own ways. Um, you when you say boxer, is she uh, mm-hmm. competitive? I mean, are she doing yeah. it for okay? Mm-hmm. So she's is awesome. she, cur- she went to the Olympic trials, which was super cool. Okay. So, okay. Awesome. So is she also competing now in women? Do they have the women's equivalent to the golden gloves, the golden gloves? Then Yes. Yeah. Okay. So she's the New York champion for the golden gloves. Oh, okay. So Paul, my sister is fat. (laughs) Family. Oh my God. So is that, so is that, um, do you feel that because you have all your own achievements that you feel that you're, you're on equal equal um equal footing with her because it, it seems like this family that you're adopted into is very competitive yeah they are very competitive i do i feel like it's a special thing that her and i have such different things that we're interested in and yet we support each other we do it together um we cheer each other on in everything so i do feel like we're on equal footing but it's really really cool to watch her succeed and go for her new dreams so your young year consists of dancing, singing, and cheerleading. Mm-hmm. Did you comp- did you also um, go to nationals and compete at worlds, or like how how did that how did those younger years go? Uh, and dance, we did. We went everywhere, all the nationals we could. In cheer, because it was a newer gym, we didn't go to worlds. But I started coaching for my former cheer gym. I coached their special needs cheer team for a while. And uh, we got to take them to worlds where they could perform and got to be on ESPN. And it was the coolest thing I think I've ever done in my whole entire life. I have a um, close friend that that competed in worlds several times. And she really? expressed, yeah, and she expressed that it was the best experience. So your comment. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not an expert when it comes to the uh, professional um, cheering is Worlds the equivalent to every major championship? Is that the top, top title? Yes, so Worlds, you'll have people coming from different countries. I think we had a team from China, a team from Germany, uh, people coming from all over to compete for the top title in the world. And it's in Orlando, Florida, which is where I live now. So I often get to go watch it, which is super fun. Well, you are both of your titles in Nebraska? Yes, they are. So was the... Is your your adoptive family originally from Nebraska then? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm so, Nebraskan born and raised. Okay. 
So, how do you like? Are you do you do you, did you enjoy that Middle America um, growing up? Because going to Florida is a totally different environment. I did. I loved it. It was um, a really cool place. I'm from Lincoln, where it's both a small town and a big city. So you kind of know everyone. And growing up here was the best thing ever. I couldn't ask to be anywhere else. Uh, Florida is so different. It's so large, but I've made friends there who have become my family. So it's really cool to have a little bit of both. So now we have a really good idea of where you where you started from. So you competed both in USA and America, and you excelled and you won both titles as a team, which is, you know, very, very hard because the team, you. you know, it's not like you, congratulations, welcome. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I sometimes, uh, I don't know how to like judge, like not, judge is not the right word, like pre-forecast, like who the winner is going to be. You, when it comes to the, the Miz, you know who that person's going to be because, um, you know, they're consistent. They, they've been in the system a long time. It's like um, trying to pick who's going to win um, a championship in the minor leagues. Like, you, there's so many variables. So what do you think that allowed you to excel so young, so quickly as a young um, competitor in the pageant world as a teen that allowed you to, to, to adapt to both systems? Well, uh, definitely my dance training for the Outstanding Teen Organization and the fact that I've just been so used to being on stage. Um, I was the youngest girl in the competition that year, so I was not expecting to win at all, but it was really cool. Um, and in USA, I just I tried multiple times to be Miss Nebraska Teen USA. I competed twice, and the first time I made top 12, and I walked off pretty disheartened, but a lot about it was my mental state changed from that first year to that second year of it's my last year to compete. I'm going to go do everything I can. I'm going to train as hard as I can and whatever happens is going to happen. And I think that was the one thing that year that changed so much in me that maybe some other girls struggled with because as a teen, it's really difficult to separate the judges hating you by not choosing you to, it just wasn't your year and it's just not your time. Well, you also have the other burden of not looking too old for teen too. Yeah. So, and I, I just spent a whole conversation talking to Taylor and Taylor explained to me and, um, for our listeners that haven't been able to listen, Taylor is, um, one of her sister Queens from Maryland who also held a title mm-hmm. in teen in 2017. And Taylor really explained to me that you guys haven't, overwhelmingly burden to to bear when it comes to not looking too much like an adult yes so is that something that was more crucial in your later years competing in usa than competing younger at thir- uh, in 2013 for you america Yes. So it's interesting because Taylor is one of my best friends and we're a week apart in age. Her, me and Florida were the three oldest at nationals that year. We were 19 and there were girls who were 14 years old. So it was definitely trying to make yourself look younger and trying to make yourself look different than you did, which was difficult. Um, But also sometimes our maturity played to our strength. But in the American system, like I said, I was one of the youngest girls and I was 14 competing against girls who were 18 and 19. And it was hard because people kept saying, oh, you're too young, you're too young. But then I was too old. So 
really at one point you just have to throw your hands up and say it's either going to happen or it's not but you have to be yourself in every way well is that just a is that a advice that you would give to anyone that you need to be authentic yes absolutely um competing in both of those systems such a young age is there anything that like some insight that you that you have um really learned that is really beneficial that you should pass on that anyone who's listening they should understand what those two systems really comprise of yes so the one thing about the two systems is while they're very different and they're going to be looking for different things overall they're both going to be looking for someone who is authentically themselves someone who is a teen I mean, you may not look like it, but someone who is a teen and just likes to be themselves and go have fun and can express that and articulate that to each of the judges. That was the common thread throughout it all, was that they were looking for a representative who could go to either Miss Teen USA or Miss America's Outstanding Teen and represent your state. So for me, Nebraska, the good life in every sense of the word. Well, to me, it's clear why you were picked twice you're very no i mean you're a very elegant speaker um sometimes um sometimes it's it's what you bring to the table but i can tell by just um how it's so easily for you to flow off questions and everything that the interview must have been some somewhere where you excelled at Uh, it wasn't always my strongest uh it takes a lot of practice but I, I love it more and more now. I've been lucky to work with a lot of people who have helped me put my words and my crazy brain into a nice flowing sentence. Uh, especially growing up, I was very um, loud and outgoing and didn't know how to word things correctly. But it's something you learn with age, too. So sometimes that's why being an older teen can help you. So looking at the America system, do you were you thankful that you had the opportunity to um, experience well, I, I take that back because I, I apologize. I, um, from what I'm aware of, the um, the teen system is totally is completely different ownership mm-hmm. than than so that that's not a fair for question. But did okay. you did you did you did you enjoy the American system um, competition because it's supposed to mimic what the original Miss America organization, which is not doing the same competition anymore. So did you enjoy that? that style of competition i guess is what i loved it it was um the flow and the formation were semi-similar to the old miss america um but i i loved it i loved being there we were there for two weeks in orlando and i mean in that time you just become best friends with everybody you kind of have to because you're stuck together for a while and it was a little hard being 14 being without my mom for the first time and but I loved it. The chaperones, the people, they take care of you. They love you like you're their own child for those two weeks. So it was really wonderful to make those connections, have those friends, and be on that stage. So from what I'm aware of, the Outstanding Teen Organization has been doing that competition in Orlando for almost, almost its entire existence. Mm-hmm. Is that is that yeah. what you – Do you think – It has been. Do you think as a teen, that's just a great location because it's such a, um, envir- open environment for young, young people with the theme parks and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I love it there. We got to go to SeaWorld, which was pretty fun. That's cool. Uh, the one thing about Orlando is the rain is just crazy, but 
it's fun because the Miss also get to come in, support their sisters, and go to Disney. And I work at Disney now, so I've got to meet a lot of the Miss America contestants uh, before they competed as they came to meet the characters and stuff. So I do. I think it's a great place for a pageant to take place. It's um, fun for the whole family who has to spend two weeks there. They don't have to do nothing the whole time. And there's just so much to do. The weather's wonderful. It's, I mean, except for the humidity for your hair. It's the worst, but you get used to it. <laughs> do you think anything from that particular competition has really made an impact that that still leads you today? Like, do you? Yes. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. It was my first time being by myself. Um, and I was really nervous. I was really scared. But one, it opened me up to meeting new people. I was worried about these girls, thought of them as my competition. And I realized you're really only competing against yourself. And if that's all you worry about during that week, you are going to have no experience at the end of it, especially if you don't win. So that was a huge thing for me. And then when getting ready to go to Miss Teen USA, I didn't need anything because I was already prepared. I'd already done it before. So that was really fun. I could initially just get there and start having fun with my friends who are now my best friends in the whole entire world. I love them more than anything. So I think that really opened me up to everything into this new experience all around. If we had, uh, you know, 13 is not the, 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 t the height of what social media is now. If social media was as um, prevalent as it was in seventeen, do you think you do you think you would have um, as strong a connection with your America teens as you do with USA, or is there just something special about the USA group? Taylor made a specific comment that she just has a connection with her USA group that she doesn't know how to explain. It's just that you guys yeah. are so special. And I love my MAOT sisters, and I still talk to them all the time. I think definitely if social media was a bigger presence for us, we would be closer. I also think if I was older, we would be a bit closer because I was so far in age range from those girls. But I still love them and talk to them at least once a week. But my Teen USA sisters and I, we have a special connection because we spent most of our experience in a room together doing nothing but making our own fun. So... At this point, you know, we're traveling to see each other all of the time as often as we can. And, you know, we just left one of our best friend's weddings a week ago and we're already missing each other. Taylor and I FaceTime like every other day. It's just something different. We're also similar in age. We're also similar in experiences. Um, so it just it brought us that much closer. And that's on the USA side. Yes. So. Your choice to compete for USA, how, how did that come about? Because you competed in America, you, you did your reign. Uh, we, we should probably address um, how your year went. Like, what was that experience like? So going to a Miss Outstanding Teen sounds like you had an, an incredible experience. But how was yeah. your entire year as um, Miss outstanding team nebraska so how, how, how did yeah, it was great i loved it it was i got to explore parts of the state that i didn't even know existed i got to meet people from everywhere from every walk of life so it was definitely my first experience at being a state title holder and it prepared me for usa it was again a little difficult because i was 14 years old and had to have my mom travel with me everywhere but it prepared me for um, what hopefully being a national title holder would be like one day. And 
hopefully another state title holder. So I loved every second of it. Um, I wish I would have done more. I just was too young and inexperienced and didn't know what I could do for my state until I became Nebraska Teen USA. Were you going into it unaware of the um, year commitment of like obligations that you'd have to do every single week or every single month? Like, was yes, that not I something? No, no, go. Sorry. <laughs> I, you're fine. I was still, I was in high school at the time. I was on my high school show choir, my high school's dance team. I was a competitive dancer. I was a singer. I, every single weekend, would go from a Miss Nebraska's Outstanding Teen event to a show choir competition to a dance competition, to a dance team competition, or to dance at a football game or something. So it was definitely the busiest year of my life. And if I could go back, I would make a few choices and cut out a few things or say no to doing this or that. But I'm kind of glad I did it all because I will never forget that year because of all that I did. So you actually didn't really compromise any of your other commitments then? No, I definitely tried not to. Is that something that was something that you were were trying to strive for or did your parents didn't, you know, they were willing to, they were willing to drive you if you were willing to go is basically. It was all me. I, you know, was one of those people who was like, I can't let down this team or this team. I have to be here for this person or do this. Um, I'm the type of person who can't say no to anything. But I couldn't have done it if it weren't for my mother driving everywhere. She was such a trooper throughout that year. She went from, there was one weekend where we had to drive from Kearney, Nebraska, to North Platte, which is about four hours, back to Lincoln, which is another three hours. And I'm pretty sure this was all in the span of one day. And she did it all, and she didn't complain once. So it's all thanks to her. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. So it sounds like your your mom really was dedicated. Was your your dad the um, retired NFL player? Did he play a role as well in that, or was it? Um, I know when it comes to pageantry, it's more of like a mother daughter thing, but. Mm-hmm. How does how did your dad play a role in that? My dad wasn't too involved in it. My dad is, um, you know, my parents are divorced. So my dad was like, I support you. You do what you have to do. Let me know if you need me, but I'm kind of out. My mom also just, she loves doing it. She loved being the dance mom or the cheer mom. Um, and so she was very supportive and super, super hands-on, even to this day, with everything that I do. Do you think that you need that support if you're going to win a state title? Is it hard to not have that support? It is. There's a lot of women who are strong enough to do it on their own, and I'd like to think that I am. But that support just means so much, and it's the difference in your mental state when going into the pageant especially. So now that now you com- you competed in your Miss America um, competitions, you, you finished your obligation for your year. Mm-hmm. What what was the what was the thought plan? Because um, 
did you a lot of girls say okay well i'm america for life uh they don't even consider it what was your initial thought idea to be turned to the other side and do was it just that let's try both both um competitions that both have a tv contract and you know this Mm -hmm. is another glamorous one um what was your thought at that point because there's a five-year gap and you competed for two years at um, USA and you, and you did it until your uh, el- until the end of your el- el- you won your last year of el- allegation. El- el- um, yes. I, just, I just messed that up. Whatever. You, you competed <laughs> okay. until you weren't eligible. There we go. Okay. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah, so, so I got to watch Miss uh, USA, Nebraska USA, when I was current Miss Nebraska's Outstanding Team. And I just sat there and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so different, but what a wonderful organization. And it was really cool because I got to watch one of my now friends, Amanda Soltero, win. And I got to watch her reign and I just, she did so much for one of her organizations, which is called Sammy Superheroes, which helps children with pediatric cancer. So watching her do that, I thought, wow, it's really not that different at all. Like while on stage, it may be different. Backstage, they all wear the crown, they all do whatever, but they still have these organizations that they're super passionate about, and they're still going for it and doing everything that they can for the people around them and their community. So while it's a little bit more glamorous, it's still behind the stage. They're still getting down and dirty and doing everything they need to do. So that kind of made me think, wow, maybe this is something I could do too. And my first year competing, I was just really like, maybe this isn't for me, but I became so close with the staff of our um, directors. So we're called Vambro. So we have six states in our um, USA organization. And they were so welcoming. They became my family. And that next year I came back and I don't know what it was. I was just like, I have nothing to lose. Let's just do this. And I won teen in 2017. Well, you know, clearly, you know, hard work pays off. So, and do you feel overwhelmed or like um like a a complete weight was taken off of you when you did win eventually like was it did you have no stress going into that last competition like what was that experience Mm -hmm. so it was interesting because i set a goal for myself and i said i want to make top five this year whatever happens after that i'm good i'm done i did it i'm proud of myself So I think that alone, setting that goal and knowing that as long as I made myself proud and I did everything I could have done to win that title, it made me feel so free. So when I got into top five, I remember running off stage into the arms of one of our staff members. Her name's Karen Elliott, and she's the greatest woman in the whole entire world. And I started crying. And she said, don't cry, don't cry. I said, no, I'm just so thankful. And I know whatever happens right now, I'm so proud of myself. And I think after that, it just something felt right and something felt different and that's how i kind of like to go into pageants now whatever is going to happen it's either for me or it isn't and there's nothing you can do about that besides prepare to the best of your abilities now in prior that prior year in Mm -hmm. 16 did you not make top five i didn't i made top 12. okay so that really was just a personal achievement that Mm -hmm. making now in nebraska do they go from 12 to 5 because of the yes okay So they have a smaller field then? They do. So we usually, that year, I believe the year I won, we had 25 girls. But it's interesting because in Nebraska, you could have 25 girls or the year uh, Sarah Rose Summers, who became Miss USA, won. She competed against seven girls. So it's kind of crazy to see how that works each year. Well, seven is a little bit 
unusual, I would have to yeah. say. But twenty five is a good like. I mean, yeah. you should be proud that you that you were. You know, I mean. I look at it as a competition and as a sport, and you beat you, you beat twenty four other people. So that's that's oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, life is is uh, you know there are winners and losers, and you know, mm-hmm. I know people don't like to be that way, but you know it is that way. So um, I mean, it depends too for me, especially when I competed in Nebraska USA last year and I got second runner up. So for me, I always felt like there's winning and there's losing and I feel like you only lose in your attitude so I know in 2016 I lost so bad (laughs) I ran off stage crying it was horrible that was my losing moment (laughs) so you you did Miz last year then too Uh yes and then you also compete so you didn't okay you're talking about your teen so so you felt that you felt that doing uh finishing in 12th in 2017 was a horrible experience well because you I had- did it first and then i looked back on it i was you know young i was 16 years old 17 and i had worked really really hard and i didn't win and that was my first experience being like wow this really didn't happen what am i going to do next and i was a sore loser and you know that happens especially when you're young and you don't know how to handle it correctly so that next year i told myself hey if i don't do it this year if it's not for me i'm going to be gracious for what i get because a lot of girls didn't even make top 12 and you have to feel lucky that you did well i commend you for admitting that you were being a little selfish there because (laughs) sometimes um sometimes um you guys aren't really fair to um to call out your own faults Mm -hmm. so i do appreciate that you're like they're like well you know i could have been better so that it shows a mark of maturity there so it shows that no matter whatever adversities you have in life that you're willing to um learn to get better so is that your outlook now that you're trying you're always trying it absolutely is i've always felt that every failure is a setup for something to be better. So each year that I compete in the Nebraska USA system, I learn what I did wrong and I move on from it because I'm lucky that I got to even get as far as I did, especially. Well, I um, I would hope that we could instill that into every to every um, uh, pageantry young lady too, because I would I'd have to say that. Your attitude, unfortunately, is not the norm. So uh, we really no, no, and I appreciate <laughs> that you're because you're 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 taking now. You've had a lot of success too, so you have that outlook. But but you you fully admitted that you you had a hard time. So I think mm-hmm. it, I think that if someone hears this and they they hear that you know even yourself um, had doubt and and fear behind you know and um, is is a really thing that some some people would be shocked about or or do you feel do you feel do you feel that just makes you human or do you feel that is just a you know that's just normal or like how do you like how do you explain that so i feel that it definitely um being disappointment being disappointed is a part of life and that's the most human emotion we can feel especially in pageants where um 
only one girl can win. And we all bust our butts, sometimes for a year, sometimes for two years, just to be on that stage for that one moment and just for that one thing. But I think for me, it really became easier when I saw the friendships that I was making. It was easier to walk away and say, how can I say I lost when I gained all of this? And I think that makes it easier to come back the next year and just be more excited about it every time. Um, but I mean, each girl who you know gets overly disappointed about their placement or about what they do in a pageant, I think I would encourage everyone to look back and think about what you did gain first and foremost, and then what could you improve on, and then go back and do it the next year. So how did your experience at USA Teen go? So you guys had your state pageant mm -hmm. in Arizona, is that correct? Yes, yeah. So, it was fun. It was very warm. Um, <laughs> we got we the one thing I would say that was a little hard for all of us was we were expecting all these activities and all this fun stuff that we were going to be doing and all these places we were going to be taken and shown around Arizona. We didn't get that, which was hard at first. But I think each and every girl can agree that we're all grateful for that because it's how we became best friends. Oh, well, that's interesting. So they yeah. they told you guys that that the group was going to do group outings and then they limited it to small groups of people. Is that what, is that what happened? A little bit. They, we just assumed because in previous years, every year for the pageant girls get to go out and explore the city that they're um, there for. So it was kind of hard. We didn't get to see any Arizona. We didn't get to, you know, do whatever. We were basically just there doing rehearsals and then sitting in the room and waiting for more rehearsals, which was a little stressful. But again, we made our own fun and we loved every second of it. And you were the first teen group in USA after the um, Trump purchase, the Trump sale. So, and you guys were the first year with IGM. So, yes. did you, did you, did it seem a little, I mean, just by that comment, it sounds like, did, did you feel like things were a little um, disorganized? I just felt like everything was a little bit in transition, but uh, Paula Shugart, the MUO president, is a wonderful person who tried to do everything she could to make sure that we were getting the most out of our experience and having a good time. And um, so we did have one welcome party where we just danced all night and had the best time. And Paula was there with us right alongside us. So it was really cool to be able to spend that one-on-one -on -one time with her. Um, but everything was a little bit in transition, a little bit up in the air, which I completely understand that happens. And no, and I, I want to make it absolutely clear. Um, the question wasn't to, um, to get you in trouble or anything like that. Oh, and I want, and I, <laughs> I also, you like, I understand that, you know, there are, um, you know, future competitions that you might. So I want to make sure that America know, USA knows that she in no way was upset. I was just curious to okay. know. <laughs> Just curious to know how that year went because yes. um, it um, Taylor expressed like it was so um, it was so you know incredible you know and everything, but mm -hmm. you you have a different experience because you already um, competed in America. So it's curious to know how you felt the the difference in the two went, and it sounds like you were a little bit disappointed because. Um, from previous years so it seems like you were really excited to do more stuff and then there was a letdown but it, it seems like it was also a benefit because you mm -hmm. had the opportunity to to build that friendship that sounds yeah. like was more important 
especially looking back, I wouldn't trade it for anything, my experience, because it is why my friends and I travel to see each other, why we talk literally every single day. Um, so I'm definitely grateful and I wouldn't have changed that because I love them and, and now we're very, very close. How did the the actual year of service go? Because the the year of service with as a in 2013 was really you and your mom traveling the state. So after the competition, um, how did that year of service go? Like now that you, you, you knew what your obligations were, Mm -hmm. I assume what was your uh, platform for your USA year? My platform is adoption because I'm adopted. So it was really cool because I, I loved my year more than anything. Um, I was still a freshman in college at the time, and I was still involved in my university show choir. So it was still very busy, but I knew that going into it, and I assumed the risk, and I am so glad I did. But yeah, we got to travel a lot. I got to travel and speak about adoption, not only in my state, but also all over the country. And that's the one thing about the Miss Universe organization that is so lovely is they provide so many opportunities for you to travel, um, get to meet people from all over the world, all over the country. And that was really cool. Did you still have those long drive gaps as well? And um, you're saying that you had, you didn't have cheerleading, you didn't have dance requirements, but you had you were in a big choir group then for mm-hmm. for college. Yeah, so a you're a bounce. Yeah. yeah, it was a traveling choir. Okay, so uh-huh. you also yeah yeah oh <laughs> it sounds like a little trauma there. Um, a lot of traveling. Okay, okay. Um, so. Um, how did those, how did that balance out? Like, were you basically then on the road the entire time? I know one of my colleagues, um, who was a double queen back to back, she lived out of her car. So that year of service in 17, were you just living out of your car then? Was that the, just the optimal way to do it? Um, and basically, you know, just going back to your dorm to sleep. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it was. I, a lot of times was also living in an airport basically because I was flying so much, but I, my roommate, my freshman roommate, who I love more than anything, she'll tell you, I never saw you freshman year because I was just gone everywhere. But again, I love that. I was tired during that whole year, but I mean, I can sleep now, so it's fine. <laughs> so the choir was not a a state choir then sounds because you said about flying because you have state requirements, you have state obligations to the state for your title, but mm-hmm. are you flying out of the state to, for your, for the choir? I mostly flew for the Miss Universe organization. Oh. So I got to go to New York a few times. I got wow. to go to Austin, Texas, Houston. Oh, so many other places. But for my choir, it was a lot of driving and living out of my car for that. <laughs> so was that something that was unexpected um, doing a year of service with America because did you have those experiences where you were flying all over the place? It was definitely different because we didn't get to do that with America. We didn't get to travel all these times and make friends with the girls before we met them. So it was unexpected, but I was prepared for it because I love to fly and I love to travel. So it was something I was just ready to do. Um, what's your, your idea on that? Like, is that something that, like, if you retro, retro, um, you know, now as an adult, but mm-hmm. would you have rather just been a USA girl? Because it sounds like 
that sounds like the the really cool thing is like you get to travel all the place and um they invite you places is that was that the really cool thing or do you like the environment that america be, because it's more it's more about community service and not yeah i love doing both um because with miss america it was really cool because i got to explore more parts of my state and again, like parts I never knew existed, I never would have been to had it not been for the crown. So I got to learn a lot more about and fall in love with my state a little bit more, which transitioned to being Miss Nebraska USA, a Teen USA. I was already so in love with my state. So the fact that I got to wear Nebraska across my chest on the Teen USA stage because of the Miss America organization was so beautiful to me. I mean, it brought me to tears. You should see my crowning photos. They're very bad. But I also love that I got to travel and tell everyone about my state and about these parts that I learned about because of my year with the America system. So they both went hand in hand, which was really wonderful. So do you think that you wouldn't have been prepared or even as good of a, of a state representative if it wasn't for your years of America preparing? Absolutely. Yeah. Because I am someone who always just kind of stayed in my little corner of my state. And I, I think that I got to learn a lot more about different types of people that inhabit my state. And, um, you know, I, I learned about farmers. I learned about ranchers, I, which is something that I never see here. I learned about small business people in Lincoln and everywhere. So it definitely made me love my state more and opened my eyes more to it and made me a better title holder in turn. Okay, so would it be easy or would it be to sum it up that if you want to learn more about your state and what it comprises of and you and you want to represent that title that you should probably do America and then if you want to travel the world representing your state then America then I'm sorry I just flipped that <laughs> if you want to learn more and and be really super involved in your state you do America with your um <laughs> your state um and then if you want to travel the world representing your state you do usa is that was is that because that's what i'm hearing My- yeah that's a fair thing that that was the path i chose to take a lot of people don't and that's fine a lot of people know so much about their state already and love it but if you really want to love your state especially nebraska just get in a car and drive honestly it's a great way to do it but the miss america organization their state title holder does um, is given a car for the year that she gets to use to just drive her state and learn more about it. She has obligations from every corner of Nebraska. So I think that really helps you open your eyes to a lot. And then when you go on to something else, you're just that much more prepared for it. So just, just get in your car and drive to learn a little bit more about your state before you're ready to represent it. I think that's the coolest thing you can do. Well, I absolutely agree that you should know uh, more about your state going in. Um, I mean, that, that's just like, um, if you're going to interview, if you're going for an interview for Microsoft, you should read more about what Microsoft comprised of the company. Yeah. I mean, that's just, um, good one, one Oh one. So you kind of glossed over that because some States don't. So for what, what pageant system and is it for both that get the privilege of, of a, um, a car? So is it America or USA? So Miss America, Miss Nebraska America, they gift their um, 
Miss Nebraska title holder with a car every year for her to travel and learn more about her state. But we're very, very lucky this year because um, in the Miss Nebraska USA organization, we have a new partner who is so wonderful that they are donating a car for the Miss Nebraska USA to be able to do the same thing, which I just think is the coolest thing ever. And we're very lucky to have them. That is that is awesome because some yeah, states yeah. don't seriously some states don't even um don't even have the those privileges um mm-hmm. i i live in maryland maryland doesn't get those privileges so kudos to kudos for um your sponsor team to to really get that that's a huge yeah. win um, it's awesome i know my colleague um put over two hundred thousand miles on her car so in wow. in the course of two years so um uh, doing um national title uh state go title for being a good title holder i love yes. that um she i mean she had back-to-back reigns in um mm-hmm. both america and usa as i know who you're talking about yes. yeah so for for her to, to to you know you know not for you for you not to have to put that mile on your own car that's awesome mm-hmm. so it helps a lot absolutely I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mav. PP.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. To sum up your two big experiences, both as a title holder for uh, USA and America, what was the, the thing that really changed you and that you think that doing pageantry is so important as a young age? Because doing it when you're older is totally different than doing as a teen. So what really has changed your life um, and made you who you are because of the pageants? Yeah. Starting pageants at a young age, I was 12, 11 when I started, it definitely shapes you as a person. So um, in terms of being able to speak in front of large crowds, I could never do that. It, It helps you with every aspect of life. Like I, interviewed for my dream job and I got it because of pageants. So I think that starting at a young age changes who you are for the better um, and shapes you into a person that you had always kind of hoped you wanted to be because you have these positive role models that you're watching that come with the titles before you. And it's really cool to watch them do chase their dreams, one, to do all these wonderful things for the community and to three, see their passion for things. It kind of instills that in you too. So this is the part of the show where I let you take over the show and really um, point out anything that we haven't talked about or um, bring up anything. So is there anything going on currently that is really important that we should um, put a spotlight on? I know that your years of service, you you focused on adoption because Mm -hmm. of your background adoption. Is there any statistics that or anything that's important when it comes to adoption i know that 
the uh, the former um, the, during Miss America this year, the the year the young lady who finished uh, first runner up second um, was really pushing adoption, and I know mm-hmm. it's really important. So, is there anything else that um, is going on that we should really um, put a spotlight on? Yeah. So adoption is obviously something that's huge to me because if it weren't for adoption, I would not be where I am today. And, um, I actually found my biological siblings, which is kind of funny. I found them on Facebook and they pointed out where I would have been. So I think that this year I'm preparing to compete in Miss Nebraska USA. It's really important for me to not only share my story and talk about adoption and, um, you know, hopefully as the next Miss Nebraska USA, talk to children in foster care and explain, Um, you know, that their forever family is waiting for them. But it's also important for me to share my sibling stories. They grew up in and out of foster care. They grew up um, on the streets in gangs and especially my big brother. He's my best friend and he just changed his life. And I'm so proud of him. I think it's important to tell kids his story and his message of no matter where you come from, no matter what circumstances life throws at you, that does not define you and will not turn you into the person that you are. So, and not only that, but something that I've also really learned to love is working with children. So I work at Disney where I get to work with an organization called Give Kids the World, which is pairs up with um, uh, the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals and Make-A-Wish, and children get to come and they get to spend their own time um, in this village where they get to act like nothing's going on in their lives and just be children for a little bit. So I'm really excited to hopefully run around my state and the country and talk about that a lot because it's something that's changed my life thanks to my job and thanks to pageantry. That's such a great organization in Orlando because um, if you're not, if our listeners aren't really aware of, the kids get to come in, they built this entire hotel um, mm-hmm. complex that is designed just for kids. It's all paid for the families come in. They, they get a free trip to, um, to the Orlando area and they're treated. It's all kid oriented and it's for anyone that has an illness. They, you know, yeah. it's, it's an incredible it's, and the only way you get to go there is that you, um, are recovering or have an illness. So, you're all people of like minds and have the same thing. So you feel very at home. You feel mm-hmm. that, I mean, it's a, it's an incredible experience. So it's not like you're going to be surrounded by people going on vacation or, um, you know, you guys are all of like mind. So it's really, I think it's just an incredible experience, especially if you're going through such a horrible experience, like, yeah. like uh, pediatric uh, cancer or, mm-hmm. or something at a young age. And it makes me really happy that you know about it. I love that. That's awesome. Well, it's it's important that we continue um, to let people know about that because mm-hmm. um, I don't think people understand how crucial it is to have the ability to start your life off with no problems, being healthy, yeah. not having cancer, not mm-hmm. having any lung issues, not having, you know, the benefits that we have and that there are kids that, that, um, that are sick and they, you know, that, you know, they're five, 10 years old and they don't know anything but laying in a bed. And that's such a, that's such a horrible experience or, you know, God forbid they lose all your hair. And I, Mm -hmm. it's a shame that we, um, we don't honor, you know, like 
being an adult, it's not, you know, it's horrible, but it's really horrible because if you're a kid, then that's the only thing you've ever experienced. And if you do die, you know, Mm -hmm. then your only experience is trauma. So that's not a good life. So that's why I love it there. It's so cool to um, work there and see children come to meet their favorite Disney character or to have tea or do whatever. And it's like, nothing's wrong it's like they have zero problems all of a sudden and to watch their parents or their families witness that i mean i'm gonna start crying because it's just the coolest thing you could ever do and i've met you know people who have i met a three-year-old girl who has two months left to live and it was really hard to hear that but then her parents being like well this is going to be her memory you know this is going to be the thing that we'll always remember too we'll always remember her smile right here and it's hard because you know what they're going through but for a split second, it's almost like none of it is happening. Mm-hmm. So you're you're a Disney employee, right? But are you yes, working are you working on are you working on that hotel's property to do meet and greets or they're actually coming? Yeah. Okay, so you don't even mm-hmm. work you don't you don't actually work on property, then you're working directly with that organization. So I do both. Oh, you do um, both. Disney's really lucky in that um, we, there we have a special shift where we get to bring in a few fun characters to meet some of the kids when they first arrive. So um, I got to go there with my good friend Belle and read some books to kids and just hang out with them, spend some time letting them be normal children. And then I also work on Disney property too, but that's my favorite shift in the whole entire world. And any chance I get to do it, I'm jumping on it immediately. <laughs> And that's a, they come in weekly, right? Or do they just, or? Yeah, so twice a week. Oh. On Mondays so, and Thursdays. So you, you basically are assigned there on those days to, to go and, and greet the kids then? If I'm lucky, yes. Yeah. Okay. Is, um, is there a lot of, um, cast members that are up for that task? Because it sounds like it could also be, um, emotionally draining too so Mm -hmm. yeah there i mean the first time i got pulled there i had no idea where i was going i didn't know what this was and that's where i met that little girl and i met her twice in the same day um once with my friend pluto and then once by myself as myself and i had no idea what i was going into and it's definitely something that you get home and you just have to sit there and stare at a wall for a while and be like wow, okay, I have to process this. But it changes you so much. And um, it got to a point where I, you know, worked with another organization, the Princess America Foundation, or Princess America Pageant, where I got to go back and I got to volunteer again. So um, it's really cool because, yes, it's something that um, changes you entirely and something that you really have to be mentally, physically, and emotionally prepared for. But it's the greatest kind of change. Well, I will pray, and I'm sure you will too, that you won't have to go there as many because there won't be as many kids inflicted with those diseases. That's the hope. Yeah. And and I hope that the goodness that you're doing um, will only resonate and roll out into other people that when they're cured, they'll, they'll do the same, so... Um, One thing that's also really cool about the Miss Nebraska USA organization, it's kind of cool how my job goes hand in hand with um, pageants, is that they work with an organization called Warriors for Ross, which helps donate money to children with pediatric cancer. And Karen Elliott, um, again, one of our fabulous 
uh, workers for the Vambrose organization. She started it because her grandfather, or her grandfather, her grandson had pediatric cancer and um, passed away from it, unfortunately. But she dedicated her life to make sure that no child ever has to go through the same type of thing again. So with the Miss Nebraska USA organization, Oklahoma, Kansas, there's like six of us. Every single year at our pageant, we work to donate money, and we, on average, throughout the year, can donate about $66,000 to different families around the country um, to help them with those bills and help take away just a little bit of their pain. And I've got to meet some of those kids at Give Kids the World, which is so cool to see the money at work, seeing these kids hopefully starting to feel better, and then getting to meet them and see how everything's been going. Well, I mean, if they make the right choice and they do pick you to be uh miss teen uh miss ms uh nebraska <laughs> this time i think thank that you. they'll have an, an incredible title holder to uh, oh, represent their state so no um <laughs> and i think that i honestly think that um where the pageantry um landscape is that Amer uh, uh, usa is definitely the organization that you can definitely make the most uh, impact in, mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't think that, um, taking away the, the power that social media has and the, uh, entertainment world has. And I think that USA still has that there's some kind of special spark that when you say I miss USA, um, mm -hmm. it just has. So we, you know, I really hope that you, achieve that and i hope that Thank this you. is your year because um there's something special about that title um it it's really like is. winning it, no it is it's just like winning the super bowl or the world series when you say that you are that title holder there is a there's a huge um like having the medal of honor it, it's a special you know it's one it's a small group you know yeah I mean, as it they is. do this, like so right? I know. I mean, as they do the statistic, um, less women win um, the USA crown, the USA crown, than 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 um, compete in for the World Series or the yeah. or the or the Super Bowl. So it's a very very elite crowd. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you think is your biggest ob um, obstacle? You know, coming into this competition. Um, do you know what your field is like? Is it, is it also, um, a small group of girls or is it a pretty big group of girls or yeah, it has nothing to do with numbers or great girls we have, I mean, we have maybe 15 girls, but the quality is insane. So whoever takes home the title in, oh gosh, nine days is definitely so worthy. Uh, I'm lucky to be really good friends with a lot of them. And we have two girls coming in who are former Nebraska America. So there's three of us from the America system who are back and ready to try for another title. But, um, yeah, so I think my biggest obstacle is just going to be staying focused because I am going to be having so much fun with my friends and my roommate for the week who I'm so excited to spend time with. Um, she's a former – she took over the Miss Nebraska USA reign after Sarah Summers won Miss USA. So – I'm just excited. I, I'm just ready. I feel like I've done everything I can and we'll find out what happens. Oh, that's a good, that's a good thing. So, yeah. so the, the young lady that had to fulfill the, uh, 
to to be um, Miss Nebraska, her mm-hmm. year of eligibility isn't wiped. She actually gets to come back and compete. Yeah. Oh, okay. She gets to compete for one more year. Yes, oh. and I'm so excited to spend that time with her. Her name That's is Free awesome. Coffee, and she's the best. Do you feel that is um, unique that she has that experience? Do you think there's something that that she has? Um, do you have to prepare more because she's already had that year of experience or do you feel that the two years as experience being teen title holders put you on the same um, experience level? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because Bree and I talk like every day and we were saying the whole thing here at the end of it all is that her and I have nothing to lose. You know, we've already held a title for Vambrose. We already know the organization in and out. We know how the pageant weekend works. So um, we've definitely been kind of working together in this because we are such good friends and I think no matter what happens at the end of this, we're just going to be cheering for each other. Well, I mean, I, to be honest, I, I really think a pageant is like a baseball game. Um, (laughs) um, primarily it's the, your, it's the portion where you're batting because, um, you have to, as a baseball player, you have to get a hit and there's no one that will help you. But the team aspect is, is when you play defense. So that's, primarily I look at as the year of, of service is when you're mm-hmm. a team and you have every, um, is that, is that a fair way that, because, yeah, because none of those girls, none of those girls. girls are your, you're not really competing with any of yeah. those. You're competing with yourself. So, I mean, you exactly. can strike out, you can strike mm-hmm. out if you just aren't prepared. So, uh-huh. And pageants are in no way a team sport, but I also think it's important to have a team, have those people that you trust who are going through it with you because it can take such a toll on you emotionally, physically, mentally. Like it's, it can be very difficult. So to have those people that you trust and you can fall back on knowing that no matter whether or not you are in the same competition, not competing against each other, you have each other's back. I think that's something that's so special and so beautiful because some girls can get so insanely competitive. And that's why I love my Teen USA sisters too, because that's how we were. We said at the end of this, only one girl's going to take it. So we better take something else and let's make that friendship. Well, we're really excited for your future. And um, I personally, I'm I'm really rooting for you. So I I really hope you only the best. So um, genuinely, genuinely, uh, we, we really hope that you win, and I hope that your um, director uh, will allow you to come on um, as Miss Nebraska to uh, to talk. Oh. <laughs> so, um, and I would love the opportunity to interview um, the new Miss Nebraska. So I hope that we can make that happen too. Yes, we'll hopefully make it happen if it happens yeah. next yes. week. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Samantha, for coming on the show. It's so awesome to hear from people all over the state and all over the country. And now to interview someone from middle America, Nebraska, it just shows that pageantry is something that really can help you um, become a better person and we're really well-rounded and it has made you the success you are. And look at all the things that she's achieved. In her short life, she's been adopted which for some people could either put them behind the eight ball or ahead of the eight ball. But she's used all of the the gifts that she's been given, and she's excelled. She's won two two state titles in her short lifetime. She's also competed in dance, 
singing and cheerleading. She's a very talented person and such an incredible interview. Such an inspiring person, and I really hope her only the best. I hope that her competition at USA went well, and we really hope to have her on the show again in the future talking about her future title um, opportunities. So thank you so much, and we appreciate your time. Don't forget, guys, this show drops every Thursday. We would love for you to subscribe both on iTunes and on YouTube. Please give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Tell us what you think. We really appreciate your feedback. So please continue giving us ideas and feedback. And please toss us some guests if you have people that you think would be great for the show um, for interviews. We also have our movie review show called The Movie Breakdown. Our movie breakdown is a segment that we record um, when our schedules align with our co-hosts, Yvonne Carlos. We have several episodes in the can, so our idea is we're going to be releasing them sporadically through the schedule, so please stay tuned. Right now we have episodes out talking about Star Wars. We have episodes talking about Fight Club, so just check out those. We appreciate feedback and interest in those as well. We're also going to be covering the Golden Globes and Oscars this year. And of course, when it comes to pageant season, we're going to be covering Miss America, USA, and Universe. So you better stay tuned. Don't forget, Total Focus Podcast always tries to drop if we have a guest on Thursday. So stay tuned and always subscribe and stay tuned.